Blog Talk Radio. Okay, 
So those are all the ways you can participate on the show today, and I definitely want to hear from you. All right, co-host won't be here today. She's uh, She got caught up in Hurricane Michael, so, you know, she, she's doing a little cleanup, waiting for power to be restored. So we wish her all the luck and those on um, the Panhandle, Florida Panhandle that got hit kind of hard there with um, Hurricane Michael. Wish you all the luck and, and recovery. For those who've never been through a hurricane, it's a definite experience, you know. Yeah. I've been through at least three of them, so I can tell you, it's an experience that you never, never forget. All right, so once again, P. Ross, hey, take care. We'll see you when you get back here, okay? Um, Let's see what else we got for you. We got the song of the day for you. We don't have a black history person for you today. Uh, that's because we just don't have one. <laughs> uh, no one has to blame on that one but me. You know, I can't even blame the voices in my head. Yeah, it's just my fault that we don't have um, a black history person today. But it's all good. It's all good. Because I want to have a conversation today with you, and I want you to have a conversation with me. Because sometimes that's what we need. We just need to talk to each other. You know, that makes it all great. Um, but, of course, y'all know I start things off, and there's a couple things I want to talk about. And uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. But it's that time now for me to bring you some music to kind of get your head to swaying a little bit, you know, take your mind off that it's Friday, and uh, you're almost through. You're almost through. Just a few more hours, you know, so I'm going to give you a little music to keep your head bobbing so you, you, you forget about how much longer that person is getting on your nerves right now. Okay? So here's Arrested Development and Mr. Window. See y'all in about four minutes. Enjoy. Cause on him we walk. 
Mr. Wind, a man, a human in flesh, but not by law. I feed you dignity to stand with pride, realize that all in all, you stand tall. Go ahead, Mr. Wendell. Much love, much love. All right, so anyway, 
today is, yeah, because I don't have all the other stuff I usually have, you know, because I, I, that's, that's Pete Ross' department, and I'm not going to go in her to her department, and the voices in my head told me not to, so we'll leave it till she gets back. All right, so that's why today we're just having a conversation, and uh, as always, I'm going to start off some things, you know, because I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Um, we know next month, November 6th, is, is quickly coming upon us, and um, we have midterm elections um, about to pop off. And as you can see, all the rhetoric and, and things of that nature is beginning to um, beginning to, 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 how can I put it, uh, ramp up, ramp up. And if you've noticed, if you've noticed, which I know many of you haven't, uh, 45 is out and doing the same thing he did he did when he when he um during his campaign, and he use he's using the media to his advantage. Now, even though he is say the media is uh, uh, tainted, they give out fake news. They are against him. He uses the mainstream media to his advantage, perfection. Because what does he do? He's the, he stays in it. He stays on it, on your TV screen. He stays on everywhere. President Trump did this. President Trump said that. President Trump said this about that. And to most people, it's like, oh, Lord, here it goes again. But to those in his inner circus, or in his, in his inner circus, that's a good word to say, inner circus, I can tell you now, that is a planned tactic. It's a tactic. It worked enough to get him elected, and, and he's hoping that it will work enough to, to, to uh, maintain control of the Senate and the House for the Republican Party. Remember, I tell y'all all the time, these folks do not do anything without thinking about it or having a plan. It just doesn't happen like that. Anything they do, there's a plan behind it. There's a reason behind it. So the more you hear about him giving uh, um, speeches and attacking this person and attacking that person, it's on purpose. It's on purpose. Not to mention, not to mention that uh, uh, he's a very vindictive anyway. We already know that. He's shown he's shown us that. But let me uh, let me break it down to you. His base does not care. And when he's he's doing these things, he's not talking to the American people. He's not doing it for the American people. He's doing it for President Donald J. Trump's base, political base. Those that die hard voters that are on his side no matter what. And he said it during his campaign. He can go out there and shoot somebody and nothing be done and he still can get elected. Or they still would believe him. 
Hasn't that been proven? I mean, not saying he went out and shot anyone, but just think about some of the things. You got a tape where he said he's grab, grabbing women by the coochie. You know, he done said all these harbor things about other countries. But among his base, his approval rating is off the charts. Because y'all know I always have a butt. <laughs> we can fix this problem. See, here, here's the thing about this electric, uh, uh, political system that we have here in this uh, uh, great, 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 great uh, uh, area. That I mean, this great so-called country that we deal with. Okay, let me let me tell you about this. You know, sometimes you have to give everybody a shot. You really do. You have to give everybody a shot, a bit the benefit of the doubt. You do. You have to give them the benefit of doubt, and you have to admit some things they do are good. And some things they do are, not, are, you know, not so good. The problem I have with our political system is it is predicated on tradition. Now, what do I mean by that? Simple. I've said it before. I, I've said it on the show before, and I'm going to continue to say it. In this country, we need to get away from the party designation. That's what we need to do. We need to get away from it completely. Throw the whole freaking thing out. When you go to vote at the ballot boxes, make them as make the ballots as generic as you can. Just put a name up there. Don't put no 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 Democrat. Don't put no uh, Republican. Or libertarian, independent, whatever. Just put a name down there. Name in the little hole that you vote on. Now, I'm not a scientist or nothing like that, but I can say that if we went to that type of, uh, of voting, I can guarantee you a lot of things would change. A lot of things would change. But then again, a lot of things probably would stay the same. Why? Because then a lot of people would just vote for the name they know, which basically is what a lot of them do today anyway. But wouldn't that be interesting just to give it a try, just to see how it would turn out? Who would lose a seat in, the, in Congress? Who would, leave, you know, who would lose a seat in the House? Who would lose a seat in, in the Senate? You know, would a libertarian or, or would a Bernie Sanders end up as president on a generic ballot, that is? Wouldn't that be wonderful just to, just to see how that would turn out? But the question is, <laughs> who would, have, who would have, be, have the guts enough to do that? Well, we know those sitting up in those those seats up there in Congress won't have the guts to do it. Because then you're messing with their side money. And yes, I said side money. You're messing with their side money. You know, the kickbacks they get from the pharmaceutical companies. The kickbacks they get from the oil companies. 
Oh, yeah. Because little as is known. Now, this is something uh, uh, 45 said he was going to fix when he came into office. And he he did a little something, but he really didn't fix the issue. And that's congressmen retire becoming lobbyists for these other countries. I mean, other companies. These companies. So not only do they already have the connections, but they know the ins and outs of how to get things done. So you go from uh, um, trying to work within the system to coming out and working the system. That's how it's done. But most Americans don't realize that because only thing we know is they were there, then they're gone. Nobody figure out where they went to. But a lot of them are still there, still there. Why not let's make the ballot box just generic? Even when, when, even while they're campaigning in the local areas, you know, that little size you could uh, vote for, uh, here, Be- Beto O'Rourke, you know, Democrat, Independent, whatever. Take that part off. Take that part off. And let's see how many people actually going to learn about their candidate. We're not talking about what they see on the television or, or the ads or what have you on, on, on the boob tube. We're not talking about that. We're talking about actually going out, talking to this individual, doing research on their record, and finding out what they stand for. I want to say I would like to believe that there would be a big difference in the way it would be done then compared to how it's done now. Because, let's be honest, you've got the GOP right now. What are they running? What are they running up? Well, we got tax cuts done. Well, okay, well, who's benefiting from that? Hmm, I know I'm not. I'm broke. Okay, so now you got uh, all... <laughs> Uh, and I know a whole lot of other people. Now I know they say, "Well, you're supposed to see your 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 check, or, or you know, you need to change your symptoms." Look, if I'm gonna see but money, I want to see it regardless without changing anything. Okay. But anyway, back. Now, I digress. Back to what I'm saying. So, who who's who's seeing the benefits besides the corporations? Hmm. Now, some say, well, the middle class, or, no, the, the middle class, they really are, huh? According to the numbers for the economic, as some of y'all will say, according to the numbers, the economic, the economy is striving very well. Hmm. Consider the middle class. You know, you know yeah. What do you, who do you consider the middle class? But anyway. Now, another thing the GOP is running on right now is the Kaepernick thing. You know, for some reason, there's still this misconception that it's against the military, it's against law enforcement, and they are continuously 
placing this type of rhetoric out there. You know? They're putting this rhetoric out rhetoric out there. And for what? Because they know somebody, someone is gonna eat but believe them. You know, somebody's going to believe them because they, they're not trying to do the research. They are not trying to find out if it's true or not. Only thing they want to do is my candidate, Senator Ted Cruz, said it's against this. And, of course, you know, uh, as here in this area, you find a veteran sitting in a wheelchair and well, how does he put it? If I can't stand for the flag, then you can stand for me. Now, sheeple, sheeple, all of a sudden, that's all you see. A wounded veteran in a wheelchair, he probably can stand up after the commercial was done, and all of a sudden, that's it. That's all you know. Sheeple, stop falling for the crap, the, the craziness. Now, let's go on the other side of the aisle, the Democrats. You know, the Democrats, they, they're crying, you know, uh, racism and this and that, and they're full of it, too. They really are. You know, if you sit and, and watch, watch the, the, conference, the, the, the hearings of Kavanaugh, especially when Miss Ford was testifying. You sat there and watched that, and you saw the game at its best. You saw the game at its best. Most of you probably didn't even catch it. Now I'm gonna explain it to you again, like I explained it to you uh, uh, a day after we with the, the, the hearing. There was a reason why Miss Ford had to go first. Because that gave Judge, Supreme Court Judge, this Kavanaugh, yes, because he was confirmed and he is sitting on the Supreme Court in the sixth seat where the newest judge usually sits. But anyway, back to what I was about to say, uh, because that gave him a chance to hear what she had to say, practice his emotions, his emotions. And refute everything she said. I told y'all, as long as that man did not say, I did it, he was going to be confirmed. And today he is a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, you know, there's, there's all kind of stories, but, you know, she can remember this, she can remember that. He didn't tell the truth whether how much he drank or what he did drink. He didn't tell the truth on that either. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Even the, the weak delay so that, quote, unquote, FBI could investigate, which were, what really were they going to investigate? Number one, you can be guaranteed that the administration, 45's administration, told them, look, this is what you will do and this is what you won't do. Because let's not forget, before this investigation, there were rumors that 
uh, 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 Rosenstein, whatever his name was, was 45 was looking to fire the guy. But all of a sudden, after this investigation went through and nothing happened, oh, well, he's he's doing a wonderful job. No, I'm not going to fire him. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful thing? Y'all see the game that's being played? When they went into these quote-unquote little secret rooms to, to negotiate, they went there laughing and shaking hands, congratulating each other for what a fine job you did out there today acting. You were wonderful. I couldn't have done better myself. Lindsey Graham, oh, he just went off the chat. But if you go back and listen to Clarence Thomas when he was going through with Anita Hill, it's almost the same thing that he said. It's on the website, on the webpage. Go and check it out. Almost the same thing that he said about them taking, bringing him up there. But nobody's going to tell you that. Nobody's going to show you that. Because it goes against the rhetoric that they want you to follow and believe. Contrary to your common sense. <laughs> That you're supposed to have. <laughs> oh. But it's okay. It's okay. Because I, I think the solution would be just a generic ballot box, period. Let's require, let's require some debate. But not, see, and here's, here's, here's an interesting thing about these debates. See, let, let's do it like this. Let's have the debates in the neighborhoods, in the communities that you want to pimp. Let's have where you get real questions from real citizens, real people, not the ones that set up the center and ask that perfect question. No, let's get some real questions asked to these people. Wouldn't you just love that? Wouldn't that be a great idea? No more pretense. No more made-up answers. Let's get, if it's going, if you're going to stumble over it, stumble over it. That's a real answer. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Just think. Just think, wouldn't that be a great debate? That's like having Joe and Pianchi standing in the middle of the Fifth Ward in Houston debating each other, taking questions for the <laughs> from the citizens. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But, of course, that makes too much sense. You have to have prepared statements especially when you go into the black community, to make them feel, you know, just to to make you feel like you're really going to get, your vote really counts and you really matter to us. But the rest of the time, you don't see them. You don't hear from them. Unless it's a grand opening for this, where they are, they are invited. Not that they just show up. Well, they are invited. 
that is only a dream. That is only something that I, I guess we really will not see anytime soon because no one really wants to have a true unbiased, untethered uh, political system. It goes against everything. It goes against everything that a politician believes in. Because actually then it requires honesty. Actually getting out among the people, not just a special, uh, a, a certain selected few. You know, when you see these politicians talking and you have the, the, the little crowd standing behind them, there's a reason why these people, they're, they are chosen. Yeah, they, they are chosen. It's just not coincidence. Nobody really pays that any attention. But it's okay. Because we, we, we have become accustomed and have been uh, programmed to accept that as that's the way it is. That's the way it shall be. Now, this is not per se a rant against 45. This is not a rant against 44. It's a, a rant against our whole political system the way it is today and, and the way the people, which I call sheeple for the most part, follow. That's what I say. But, okay, enough, enough. I said we're going to have a conversation today, not not a speech by Mr. Talk, right? Because <laughs> y'all know I can go, I can go, I can go right now. I can really go because I got some more. Boy, do I have some more. But I'm going to take a couple of calls here real quick before I get on to my next look. Rat, rat, rat. So let me bring Triple One in. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Yeah, hey, Eric, this is Joe. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, Joe. How are you? Okay. Well, we're not going to get too far off what you were talking about because I'm going to agree with you with the fact that the people here in America should be called sheeple. We are being programmed, have been programmed, and will continue to be programmed to accept the political system the way that it is, even when we know that it's corrupt. So the brainwashing works very well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Hey, but you know, you and the Yankee, y'all could debate in the middle of the Fifth War and show them how to do it. <laughs> I heard you say that, yeah. But see, the Yankee and I are uh, mainly on the same side, so it wouldn't be much of a debate. <laughs> ah, yeah, you may have a point there. <laughs> but you know what, though? You may have um, a the, point. These senators, the, the federal senators and congressmen, they should have more council meetings. The local people, well, they do, but... I'm a, you know, your suggestion about people having a real debate with these uh, with these uh, senators and congressmen. I'm afraid that the normal person calling in or talking to these guys wouldn't make much of a dent. I would like to see somebody like 
somebody from the Judicial Watch or some real watchdog group have a debate with these senators because they they know the issues that the ordinary person ha- uh, has. But if the ordinary person calls in, have you ever listened to talk shows where people call in on um, on sports talk uh, shows and they sound like you know they've been they've been hit a little bit too many times in the ring when they call in? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I would rather have somebody pick. Not a politician, but somebody who really likes to represent the people, call in or have a face-to-face with these with these people. A real debate. Okay. Yeah, I can see that, Joe. You know what? I, I agree with that. I, I really do. You yeah, know, can you see somebody I, I really like do. Mays or Beasley calling in, getting through the screener, and talking to uh, one of these congressmen? It'd be like, holy. <laughs> Oh God! Help me! Help me! You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, what you, you know the funny part about it. Mays probably get get her point across though. Once they figure out what she's talking about. Yeah, uh, once you got a hold of what she's saying, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. You know, but that that makes sense. Uh, speaking of the devil, hello, hold on. Let me bring your oh, no. debate oh. partner in. No, I ain't talking about Mays. I ain't talking oh. about Mays. All right, uh, Yankee, welcome to the show. It's been a minute. Hey, what you got for me? What's going on, Eric? And what's happening, Joe? Oh, Perry Steele's getting back. Perry Steele getting back on the air. By the way. No yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, well, right now y'all on y'all. Ho, 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 ho. Right now, y'all on Let's Talk. Y'all talk about Perry Steele later. <laughs> I know I like Perry, but um, you're on oh, this show. But, you know, uh, did you see how, you know, how the right is coming back and saying enough is enough? They kicked what? the ass out of the Atifa protesters in Portland, Washington. Go on YouTube and look how they just ran over. And they, they caught some of them trying to burn one of the symbols, a Confederate flag, and they almost roasted that person that was trying to do that. And I think that's a good thing. And also, have you noticed how all these steel mills, you know, McDonald's, uh, Boeing here in St. Louis just acquired a $9 billion uh, contract to build planes. And a major component of those planes is aluminum. Well, just a little south of us is Kentucky, where they have three Huge, $1.5 billion is one aluminum plants that's opening up, brand new ones. And what they will do, they will take the place of supplying aluminum products from where those companies were sourcing them from overseas. They're good. putting Americans back to work. Good. That's good. And Black say that, you. well, he ain't let doing nothing for us. Hang on real quick, real let, let quick. Me, let me ask you. Real quick, this is what you, this is the answer to your you question. Okay, you so got steel mills that's opening up in Gary, Indiana. Is that where Jackson Five came from, Gary, Indiana? Mm-hmm. And also in Granite City, Illinois, which is next door to East St. Louis, which is a vast majority black community. So you can't say that uh, this whole thing is not playing out very well. Go ahead, Eric. Nice to meet you, by the way. <laughs> Well, number one, I never said it. I said it was planned out very well. And number two, it sounds good, but my question <laughs> is, 
what kind of tax break did they receive to bring those plants back over? Number number two, uh, um, 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 you know, it, it's one thing to say they're open. Well, let me answer number one this, first. With, but, let me, then okay, you go, go to ahead. two. Let me ask number one first. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. Eric, and a matter of fact, when you read the headlines, it say due to tax reforms, and USS Steel, mm-hmm. uh, United States Steel, mm-hmm. say due to the terrorists, we are opening these plants. Now, in Granite City, it was a plant that was closed down, and they opened it up too. But these other ones are brand new that's being opened by Americans. Also, you have. Uh, in this particular case, if I could mention along the lines of tires, you got two tire uh, plants that's opening up. Uh, one in Nashville, Tennessee, and the other one in uh, South Carolina. In South Carolina, the starting salary is going to be $56,450 a year. A steel mill in Granite, in Gary, Indiana, is starting off. Gary, Indiana is where Jackson has started now. They're starting off at $30.10 an hour. So those are good wages, and uh, these are good things. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, I agree. But the starting is $56,000. For the lowest level worker. For the lowest worker. It, read the article. A tire plant in South Carolina, $56,450 a year. So that's a good thing. And I know what the born is paying. Mm. And you got more hey, African American. Hanuk H O O H H O N O O K, and the other one is is either Triangle or Sentinel. I think it's Triangle Tire in South Carolina. And I don't feel like loading uh, job. I mean Flash, you Flash. Don't I don't feel like loading you Flash. Load. Where I would put it it's in your okay. chair. You don't have to lower it. You don't have to lower it. And, and steel erection because here in the, these, in the those St. Louis. Are, because those are um, UK based firms that's opening these steel plants. I can't do what? I said those are UK based um, firms that's opening up those plants. No, not the tire plants. The tire is coming from China. Uh, USS Steel, Granite steel City plant. Steel, which is Granite City. Well, well let me tell you, Granite City Steel. It's right across the river from St. Louis, right next to East St. Louis. That plant no, had been in, there. I'm talking about right now it's in um, South Carolina that you just mentioned in South Carolina. And uh, we UK have two still. We that. have. Well, the, but they hiring Americans. In another point, you got Nucor, <laughs> which is Nucor, which is one of the, is the largest steel uh, manufacturing in the United States, is opening up at least two or three. Uh, in Missouri, one in Liberty, Missouri, one in Defiance, Missouri. <clears throat> and I have been asked a black state legislature, I say, why come you're not trying to get these plants located in vacant areas or commercial areas in St. Louis where you could further hire uh, people who already are working off the charts? But no, those are good things. Education is doing very well. You know, like I tell you, uh, National Society of Black Engineers, they last two national conventions in uh, Pittsburgh and also in Kansas uh, City. You know, you're jumping uh, around Kansas a whole City. lot there, Yankee. Pardon me? You're jumping around a whole lot, but go ahead. Well, I'm trying to put some points in. 
But hey, uh, Northwood Grumman, Northwood Grumman hired 400 young black STEM graduates off the uh, convention floor. Uh, Joe, yeah, two years in a row, 400 each year, a total of 800, not including Joe, the other corporations that attend and sponsors and provide uh, workplaces for these young engineers. <clears throat> yeah, and that's a good thing because so, STEM, is, STEM is supposed to us should be a um, a real um, a real point, a real um, aspiration for mm-hmm. people nowadays because that's and, where technology mm-hmm. is expanding. And you know another thing too, Eric, with the fact that corporate taxes don't went from thirty five percent down to twenty one. And I wish they had went mm. down to fifteen, but we still gotta wait. I'm thinking about mm. now if I had been starting my corporation, my steel erection firm right about now, I would have made approximately mm. uh, maybe another ten or thirteen million in gross receipts. Mm. And I would have to do the math on it. Man, what I could have done mm-hmm. with uh, a 21% tax rate, even though my effective tax rate was around 14% anyway. So that would have been a 14% increase in uh, in what we could have saw. Probably more than that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, what? Uh, I can't go back in the past. And with that type of no. uh, tax rate, it, it permits new businesses to be able to survive those critical years in their formation. Mm-hmm. Also, they're able to expense investments in their companies. They can expense them much, much better than what they were before. Mm-hmm. Okay. The article don't say what kind of tax breaks they got. Well, the tax rate okay. is already tax rates well, are well, set, Eric. They're twenty one percent. It's good. They they hire five hundred workers, so that's good. Hey, I'm not against hiring workers. I'm not. I'm Heck not no, I'm that. not new. Now let me tell you is. something about the. Uh, let me mention one other thing too, real quick. You don't mind well, about the minute, kneeling football players? Okay, go ahead. Just no, don't let I me don't forget. No, I don't mind it. about the kneeling football players. Don't no, let I me don't forget. mind about that. No. Oh, no, you want no, me to go ahead? I don't mind about it. Go Let ahead. me tell you about the kneeling football players. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, you might back me up on this. Mm-hmm. Kneeling football players, that makes a lot of money. And I, I have nothing wrong with that, and I hope that they do very well. But, see, here's the point. Mm. They have money managers that invest their money. Poorly. Yes. And those money managers invest their money in investment firms where they can get the best return for their dollar. They have a fiduciary duty to do that. And some of these managed uh, investment firms are Vanguard, BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Trump Holdings. And also you have the teachers' unions, pension plan, you had a police pension plan, you have people's 401ks, and also the fraternal order of the police. You know, police, they also Man, want the best return yeah. on it. And yeah. yeah, think about this. Now, wait a minute. These investment firms is going to get the best 
return that they can. So they are investing all that money into corporations like Corrections Corporations of America, which is now called Core Civic, and GEO, which is a Florida-based prison firm. And also Enterprise Leasing, which is one of your popular rental places for automobiles, they also invest in firms that participate in prisons, where we hear blacks complain about the school-to-prison pipeline. And one other thing, being on Nike, I like Nike because back in 2008, Joey was trading at $40. Stop, 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 Yankee. What the heck does all this got to do with kneeling? Because the players are investing in the very thing that they're complaining about, the injustice justice system, which ends up imprisoning more blacks disproportionately than anybody else. And Phil Knight, so who is just, the... Why, okay, instead of going through all that other, why didn't you just say that? Because I wanted to let people understand the connection. Do you think that was a good idea, Joe? Um, my Joe, ain't, Joe, Joe ain't running the show. You bored the <laughs> hell out of us what you did. You could have mentioned a couple of them. Well, let me mention this one. And I'm going to get off. Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, he also in, in contributes to the RNC and probably also to the DNC, too. But he yeah. specifically c- contributes right. to the RNC. Don't get off. Okay. Yeah, I won't okay, so, okay, so they have money managers who, who contributed it. But what does that have them to do, have to do with kneeling against police brutality and, and injustice against people? Of color? Well, I can't explain that no Go better ahead. than what I did. Maybe somebody else can. All right, let me. Well, I want you to break it down. I was talking about trying to insult me on the slide too. Don't make me pop you inside the head. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I didn't. Uh, the money managers. I had. I don't have much faith in money managers because 86% of them don't even beat the, the Dow Jones. But what here, what Priyanka was saying was that what Copernic and the other the supporters were doing, they were um, kneeling in protest. For uh, and being in support of Black Lives Matter and being against uh, blacks being killed by police primarily. So, right. what, there was a contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. What Yankee was uh, was pointing out was that while they're doing this and they're saying we are against the political system, we are against inequality, and we are against uh, the judicial system and the uh, penal system. Their money managers are taking the millions of dollars that these guys are earning and investing in private prisons whose objective it is is to incarcerate as many blacks or as many people as possible and probably uh, minorities in particular. So there's a, there's a disconnect between what they are doing and what their managers are doing. Maybe they maybe they don't know what the managers are investing in, but that's the, that was the point. Was that people got to you know take a look at what you're doing and take a look behind the scenes of what your people are doing for you. Okay, I can hear somebody. Hello. Well, that, well, that's pretty well okay. put, Joe. Thank you very much. Well, you did a, you did a good job. You just. Uh-huh. 
um, you know, you, you mention a lot of companies, which can get people a little bit distracted. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, not just you. Well, it's good. you know that, that's, well. that's a very interesting. That's a very interesting um, um, bit of information. It is. But what does that make them hypocrites for kneeling? Well, yeah, because, you know, back during the time of apartheid in South Africa, what was one of the uh, mm-hmm. things that was going on? You had universities and other institutions that was divesting their stock holdings yes, from right. these South uh, right. yeah. yeah, so if right. these players right. if these players take a cue from those institutions that divest themselves from South Africa, Maybe now, they should divest themselves a, from here's, here's those another, agencies that's another, making uh, money off of this injustice and inequality. Well, here's, a, here's, here's, a, here's another question, Pianchi. Uh, are the players aware that's what's going on? Well, I you know. Are aware of that. That's, yeah, well, I mean, let me answer that real quick. You know, you make mention about how football players are usually broke after a given period when they retire. Right. Well, maybe that. Rather than spending so much time on something that I don't think and it has yet to show that they're making an impact on, maybe they should spend more time on knowing exactly where their money is being invested and how it's being handled. Because we know Kevin Kevin Garnett allegedly lost seventy seven million due to his money manager, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's not the only athlete. There's a whole lot of them. The, the oh superstars. yeah. Superstars, Fred Keller. Um, 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 who's it? Lawrence? I mean, no, what was the name? Thurman in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. All of that taken by money managers, you know. And that's the whole but thing, my, too. My point is, yeah. But, yeah, but but see, here's the thing with that. Here's the thing with that. If we go ahead and try and shift it from once again, we, we, we're we changing the narrative of what it, it is, what it's supposed to be. You know, it's already has changed to where it's an insult to the flag. Now what we're going to do is try and once again bring it all the way back and insult and, and, and say, well, you know, the players are being hypocritical because they have money that's going here, that's going there. And that's going to take the emphasis off what it was meant to be in, in the beginning anyway, once again. Is that fair? Well, is that fair to do that? Well, yeah, because I think it was a lot of falsehood in the whole equation, talking about police brutality, whereas in black well, majority communities... Well, let me finish. Let me let me finish. When you shoot a black kid running away from... I said falsehood and, and, and falsehood and police brutality and stopping it, whereas in majority black communities, as has been demonstrated, and I can name several of you, matter of fact, in the vicinity of Ferguson... And by the way, the police, the first black police chief is resigning. But uh, blacks already had a power to stop that in those communities. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned that How last that, yeah. year or about a, a year or two ago, Bianchi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them uh, that I talked to, or should I say I sent the white paper out to many departments, many prosecutor offices, even the new one up there in Cook County, uh, looking at how some events that have went on in some of these departments, I guess they read it. Because you got a lot of departments 
cities that dissolved their police department and went to something that was more in their control. Well, that's a good thing. So that means something is happening, right? Well, hopefully. It, it's something, yeah, something is happening with the power something that they positive, already have. Something positive is happening. Right, right, right. But it's all right, you know. In, in in other shows, we talk about how bad the education, uh, general education system is in the United States and who gets well, affected by the lack of. So we can understand that people are coming out of high school and don't understand their civic duties. Some schools teach it, I have witnessed, but uh, overall, they don't teach it. Yeah, well, the you're problem right is overall, I think it's a racket anyway. I mm-hmm. think even Harvard and Yale. I think all of these all yeah. of these these universities and colleges are nothing more than a racket because they don't improve intelligence. You have to be intelligent mm-hmm. to be, to enter the university. They don't improve your IQ. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and I always ask myself, does Harvard have different textbooks than, let's say, Northwestern? Are the professors at Yale that much better than the professors at Notre Dame? I That's a good question. The answer is no. You know, it's just the money. It's the money. It's the money and the prestige. The perception. Yeah, yeah. the prestige, yeah, the perception. That's, That's right. It, the perception it of it is that because Harvard is one of the, the first uh, colleges that have been erected, and I think, what, Lewis and Mary, or maybe there was another one before Harvard, that they've maintained their prestige, and their endowment is like a billion dollars a year. So they're making mm-hmm. a lot of money off the alumni, and they're making a lot of money off of sports. But my major question always has been, what are you doing for the students? The students who are valedictorians, who go to Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, et cetera, they were already bright. Their IQ didn't improve one iota. Well, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right about that because uh, you're right. ACT score is not a criteria for you getting into some schools like Sanford. Stanford out there in California, and also mm-hmm. Harvard and Yale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'd also like to know a Harvard graduate, Yale graduate, MIT, and Stanford. I'd like to know um, how many of them who have become wealthy have done so as a result of just using their marketing and business textbooks from Harvard and Yale alone. I doubt of one percent, or even half of one percent of the graduates of the so-called first-tier colleges have done have become wealthy as a result of the, of the education they got in school, but more probably of the networking. All right, here's, here's 10 of the oldest universities in the U.S. Harvard University, established in 1636. The College of William and Mary, established in 1693. Okay. Yeah, St. John's College, established in 1696. Yale University, established in 1701. University of Pennsylvania, established in 1740. Okay, it says Merivanian College, University of Delaware, and Princeton University. Doesn't give any dates as far as when they were established, but that's the, the old, 10 oldest. Hmm. See, and that's where the prestige yeah. comes from. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you were an aristocrat back during the colonial times and post-colonial times, you went to these universities, and as a result, their name got established. And the brainwashing continues. Oh, I've got to go to Harvard. I've got to go to Yale. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they do anything <laughs> that much differently than, let's say, the second tier supposedly? I don't think any of the colleges are actually good, to tell you the truth. Um, I think if you have well, a brain, you really don't need the professors. You don't need to sit in the class to have your mind brainwashed hmm. or uh, listen to these professors drone on about stuff that's already in a textbook. Yeesh. You know, but <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in some cases it may not be, but uh, in some other cases you you do gain a lot. Oh, of yeah. yeah, in some cases um, you, really, you really need um, specific tutoring, not tutoring, but specific um, education provided by the professors. But I think liberal arts, for the most part, um, if you go to a liberal arts college and you don't specialize in anything that requires, let's say, a boatload of mathematics, or specialized or special or a specialized type well, of topic like law, then whatever you got, if you went to an especially good high school, that's good enough, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, well, you know, in today's today's, you know, they got well, the, the high schoolers can go to college and. When they graduate, they have a quote unquote um, associate's degree right out of high school. You know, they do. Um, I know a couple of. Oh yeah, yeah I got. I know a couple of um, students going there now. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, that's and, good. That's, you know what? But that's, that's, that, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. That's saving mm-hmm. money. But like I, I tell a lot of stu- you know students that I give a ride to, you know, if you are undecided what you're going to go to college for, go to a local college. You know, a local college. You know, that way you get your, your your core subjects out the way. You know, your English, the 8,000 English, the 800 maths you have to take, what have you, because that's where the you big universities make their money because most most students don't start really working on their, their uh, majors until, what, the second, the third year? Yeah, until third the year third year, yeah. yeah. Well, that itself you know, demonstrates it, some dysfunctionality because uh, I told mine what they was going to do. <laughs> and I think that uh, when you know, okay. Well, I think that uh, that's why uh, I'm very pro- strong proponent for school choice. I think that parents have a right to put their child in an educational environment that goes along with their long-term educational plans for their child. Uh, you can't leave children well, up to making these decisions yourself. And and, and the funny thing about it, uh, other ethnic groups do the same thing. Uh, isn't it uncanny uh, that you have 20-some-odd percent of the doctors in the United States uh, have a Indian uh, ethnic uh, origin? No, I wouldn't know. Fuck that. Oh, excuse me. Well, you know, hmm. you, you know, that, that when, you, when you look at that, Yankee, that, that, that is a very interesting um, observation. You know, um, because you have to look at the cultures and the dynamics of, of how all that is is pushed into into place. Because you must let let's be honest, most of the the Indians or uh, you know, those individuals who come from over India, um, when they come here, you know, for those that's not born here, the ones born here, that they're a whole different thing. But they're coming here already into a network that's here. You, you understand what I'm saying? They're already here. Now, if you to go to, let's go to, you know, the black community. I was going to say our community, but I forgot, Pianki, you don't think you're black. So we just go, let's go to the black community, and, and let's talk about that. It has been a program or, 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 or 
I can't think of a word. We have been conditioned to think that the only way for our kids to get out of our neighborhoods is through sports. So and when you have households where there's nothing but mothers, and you go to any uh, sporting event where there's not a father, and you see mothers in the stands, and they're, they're the one that's pushing their children in these sporting events. You know, well, um, that's, their, that that's thing, part of their culture. Well, that's that's, it's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that if you have no, a balance. What's wrong with that? Well, I'm, I'm just I making a statement that, that why it's okay, okay if you have a balance of academics that go along with it. Now, I can only re- relate to what I've done, and I made sure that mm-hmm. the, the balance was there. And uh, the me? ones that I had was influence on are doing very well at both. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a, I want to say something about the Indians. The reason why I don't like the Indians is because you can't communicate with them. They they seem to speak English well, but they don't understand English well. By the time you finish you know, uh, 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 getting into a conversation with them, whether they're a doctor or a dentist or a pharmacist, they got everything you said all upside down and backwards. Well, you know, Joe... Yeah, you know, Joe, they started those schools in India, those Indian technology uh, schools, centers, mm-hmm. back in the 40s, late 40s, mid-late 40s. And they have yeah. today presently established in many regions of India. And basically what they do mm-hmm. is that they have a tracking system, a system of measuring mm-hmm. the aptitude of the students that they want to uh, direct into those areas, uh, those engineering right. fields, those medical fields. And I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Nigerians, look how look at Nigerians' presence on your Ivy League campus. They make up black uh, Nigerian males make up forty percent of the male black male population in these Ivy League schools. Oh, do they? And yes, mm-hmm. they do. They have the highest educational attainment of any other ethnic group, including in, uh, Asians, which is Indians. Indians are Asians and whites. They have a higher household income than these other ethnic groups, uh, Asians and, of course, whites. And uh, they just as black as uh, Wesley Snipe and Eric. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody's ever made any mention about them. They've only talked about uh, the Asians. At least I admit I'm black. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) And do you know that... um, Talk about affirmative action, right? Now, mm-hmm. the, I think it's in I think it's in New York. If it's not New York, I think it's in New York. There's a school which is um, very well known. It's one of the top 100 schools in, in the country, and the Asians have dominated it for the past few years. And as a result, I think the administration, the officials there in New York, they want to um, make affirmative action for whites. And not not um, not for a Chinese anymore because the Chinese are using it well and becoming the the dominant. Oh, you know. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna um, tell you, let me tell you something. Uh, now I have heard, but I have not witnessed that Asians when they start out when they when they t- uh, ATC scores when they college entrance exams are t- uh, examined I should say scored mm-hmm. they start off because who they are with a negative uh, score. 
Blacks and Hispanics start off with uh, a positive score before they even take the test. That may be for admissions. I don't know about the SAT. Yeah. No, I, well, what I read was on the college entrance exam, which would be a, uh, SAT. And, uh, yeah. I think they talked about the SAT. I don't remember if they talked about the ACT. So you say the Asians start off with a negative and African-Americans start off with a positive and then Latinos start off with a positive? African-Americans and Hispanics start off with a positive score. Really? Before I'm going to I'm gonna have to I'm do gonna the have research. To... And maybe yeah, you can I'm correct gonna, me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, because I think it's, in, it's admissions for the policy about who they want to admit, but I would think something like an objective nationwide standardized test like the SATs, et cetera, they, they wouldn't be able to do that. But they might because today in this country, you can do anything you want and get away with it. Well, yeah, something like that. Let's see what we got here. Um let me see what this says. I think I saw it said where it was 41%. Immigrant blacks who come from families who have migrated from the West Indies or Africa, mostly Ghana and Nigeria, make up 41% of Ivy League schools. That's according to a 2007 study yeah, by Princeton and study, University yeah. of Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. In contrast, black immigrants only make up 13% of the black population of 18 and 19 year olds in the United States. Huh. Mm, okay. All right. So, thank you. He said it. Hmm, that's interesting. But that was, you know, as far as two, 2007. I wonder what it is now. You know? I think it's probably do. the same. I'll put a little bit upwards. Yeah. You think so? You think yeah. it's a little bit Nigerians upwards? have the highest education attainment. That's well known also. Uh, and we talking about not only the ones that come here, but also you look at the first and second generation. So why aren't they being studied and talked to so that that can be the norm rather than the exception amongst quote-unquote black? Why? Would, you, you, they, they, go ahead, Joe. I would think it would be, it would be because of racism. Well, yeah. nothing is stopping blacks from sitting down, black groups from sitting down and talking to them. See, you could say it's racism if you depend on others to uh, come up with the solution. But blacks themselves have the ability to sit down and talk, uh, study, and implement whatever they think is necessary in order to change the present dismal results in their school system. I mean, a public school, you, the district, uh, the voters vote the board in and give the board marching orders. If they don't do like you say, the superintendent that you hire, if he don't do like you suggest, then you get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But I can they change it. the curriculum? But I thought you were talking about nas- a national type of test. No, not national. Oh, okay. But can but, they change the curriculum? It's yes. one thing to change the They can teacher charge, change the, but they can change the curriculum. We talked about that before. Okay. State statutes give local school districts the authority over their curriculum. The only criteria Mm -hmm. is that the state school board wants to make sure that the students are learning the basic things, which is usually called the state minimum standards. But that's the thing. That's the thing. They aren't being taught the basic things, so how are they going to learn the basic things? Well, that's because 
the emphasis is not being put on by the parents and stakeholders of a school district, as it should be. Well, that I have to agree with, because I blame everything on parents. If parents really want to provide for their kids, which is their primary responsibility, then they should make sure that the educational system that they're involved in should be of top-notch quality. Mm-hmm. But you have the parent out there working two two jobs, you know. Well, whatever the reason that it's not happening, you have to also recognize and give credence to those parents that are doing the right thing, making the sacrifice, or whatever they're doing, providing uh, chocolate chip cookies and, and milk, whatever they're doing in order to uh, make sure that that child of theirs is headed in the right direction. And see, we oftentimes, we oftentimes, I see oftentimes too much emphasis put on those who are propagating dysfunctionality rather than those who are trying to do the things that they should do and give them reward. What are you doing, making pancakes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds like you're tenderizing me, yep. some, tenderizing some steak. Mm. <laughs> I'm controlling my PTSD right now. <laughs> but anyway, that's my suggestions and uh, my observations, and I got to get going. But uh, oh, nice to talk to you. Eric. I happened to drop by. And I missed you twice, Bianca. I missed you yeah. twice. Uh, you were on a couple of shows a couple of nights ago, and then as soon as I called in, you left. Well, I, I'm usually uh, multitasking. Sometimes I like to listen. And every now and then I'll call in. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, you called in a good day. You called in on a good day. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm glad that, I'm glad that Judge Kavanaugh got the uh, uh I mean, was there really position. any doubt that that was going to happen? Was there really well, any you doubt? Know, you know, Eric, let me tell you something. How in the world can you How in the world can blacks Be supportive of this woman Who's using the stance of guilty Until proven innocent Given the history Of white women versus black men In this country And those same incidents How can you leave this woman On the issue of He raped me when white women have lied on black men countless numbers of times, and it continues to go on today, Ezekiel Elliott was one of the most recent cases, the running back for the well, Dallas Cowboys. Number one, number one, he wasn't a black man. But <laughs> okay. well, well, she was a white. Well, she was a. Well, she was a white woman. All right. Okay. And he was a rich little, uh, I believe, preppy. So and Ezekiel so Elliott it is also. I mean, well, Ezekiel. Look, I'm going to say it just like I said at the beginning of the show. She could have said whatever. She could have showed pictures, had film, whatever. whatever. As long as that man didn't say, I did it, he was going to be confirmed. No, no. Let me disagree with you on that. Yeah, I, I, I do too, Joe. I agree with that. I, uh-uh, I don't. Mm-mm. How is she gonna have pictures? So? No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, she had to have pictures. Of... Yeah, Joe. I'm if sorry. Had any kind of corroboration, uh, Kavanaugh would not have, would not have been Joe? confirmed. 
Joe. Yeah. 45, Trump stood on a bus and was recorded saying he grabbed women by the coochies. He, he yeah, became he president. No. What he said yeah, was he could grab them because if you're a celebrity, <laughs> they don't even mind. Okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. So he said, uh, okay. All right. But okay, here's so, the thing okay. with that, Eric. Right. Real quick. Here's the thing with that. See, people made up their mind whether or not that was a serious issue in their determination on who to vote for. That was individuals' particip- That was individuals' choice to do that. I didn't think it was uh, like me myself who it supported and Trump voted for Trump. Whether or not they wanted to vote for him based on uh, either that right. or something else, and I voted right. for him because of something else. Okay. Well, okay, you wanted the, you wanted the ones, and probably a lot of other people voted for him because of something else. And you know what? You know, I uh, so you I can, was elected. You could be considered. You could be considered part of his base then, because well, you, I am. You think he's doing I a great am. job, no matter what. Yeah, right. But you know so what? No you know what, what I took does, in consideration. Like, no, you know what I took in consideration. Wait, 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 you're going to support him regardless, correct? And no, not regardless. Right. I don't, not regardless. Not regardless. That's you saying that. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Right. Being the case, being the case uh-huh. now, that apparently right. that they want to bring back the character of this man, Kavanaugh, for something that supposedly occurred, allegedly occurred when he was a teenager. Well, mm-hmm. I'd be in a, an employer, Joe, should I have the ability to put the felon box on application for those who want to work for my company? Because if the felon box, and, and wait a minute, being a convicted felon, not allegedly a felon, convicted felon, whatever it was that caused you to become a convicted felon back in your history proves your attitude if you work with my company would not be what we want representing our company. I would think everybody should have the right to do that. I think people should have the right to determine who they want to associate with, who they want to hire, et cetera, on their criteria. You know, that was an issue at one time. That was an issue. I remember that. That was an issue yeah. about that box right there. Yeah. I think it is. Now, Pink, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think in the initial interview, you don't have to do it, but I think after the second or third you have to, you know, you can ask, you know, or uh, have them fill out a box about that. Am I right, Pianchi? If I remember correctly. If you phrase it. I know it was a big thing yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but to, to, to back to your point, Pianchi, uh, you know, that's your choice. That's your choice. But if the person puts down that they are a convicted felon, isn't that the same as saying, yes, I did it? I am? No. No. It, it just well, why not? It. If they no, are, when you go to work, if they are, huh? If they no, are, when you go to work for a bank, or you go to work for, you go to work for a bank, or you go to work for a agency that handles money, you go to work for like the post office. They ask those questions. Right. If you try to get a student loan, if you try to get in public house, they ask those questions. Right. But to answer Alex's question. Um, no, yes, you, if you put down I'm a convicted felon, it doesn't mean that you're dead. It means that you were convicted. It could mean that you had a lousy lawyer or you had a lousy jury. 
system is so effed up that no, I I I don't trust I don't trust the track record of anybody, uh, regardless of whether you're a politician or not. Because the last time I went to jury duty, I said to myself, I am so grateful that I've never had to have been accused of anything or brought up on charges. Because if I had a face, the typical jury, I would be convicted. Uh-huh. Because they're all immigrants, and immigrants follow um, the authority. And the authority in a, in, a, um, in a courtroom is going to be the prosecuting right. attorney. It's going to be the DA. Mm-hmm. Right. So unless you have a lawyer that, re- that is really good, then I, I just say, forget it. You just, you just feed, your, feed them away. Okay. You know, we we don't get um we don't have jurors of our peers. I would I would how am I gonna find a jury box of twelve who's really my peer? You have to have gone to college That's a- gone gone through the experiences I've gone through, have had the circumstances uh-huh. happen to me that have uh, that, and that happened to you were practically the same so that you can understand what I what I had gone through if I'm the defendant in a particular case. If you're not right, right, and if you're not of the same uh, locality, or if even if you're all the same locality, if you come from a different country, different values, and different culture, you may not understand. May not understand what the hell is going on. In fact, you won't. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. You know what? I took um, when I was doing my research some years ago. I found that on uh, on a jury, if you have two or more blacks, you have a mm-hmm. better chance if you're a black defendant of getting acquitted than if you have only, like, two or one. Because why? The people there are not the same, don't have the same experiences, don't have the same um, uh, reactions to the same experiences and have different experiences than um, right. than each other. You have to have people of right. your peers at least 50% of the jury box. I think there was a judge in Kentucky or Tennessee that that dismissed a whole jury, just uh, dismissed a trial because of that. You know, I think the defendant yeah, was, it was. Black and the majority, yeah, the majority of the, the um, jury was white. And he said, "No, this is not a, a jury of your peers." And they it was a black judge too. From the bench, yeah, it was a black judge. They removed him from the bench. So yeah, but you have a great point, Joe. But over the history of this country, let's think about it. For a long time, as long as it was men on the jury, that was a jury of your peers, right? If you had Think about it. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, mm. it was back in the day, back in the day, you know, when women could sit on juries or whatever. So if mm. it was twelve men or six men, that was a jury of your peers. Mm. Now when we hear today, and because we have a multi-cultural society, you know, nobody really takes that into um, account unless you know you have one agent. One black, one woman, one heterosexual, yeah. one homosexual. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> one LGBT, so, you know, XYZ. Yeah, yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. You know, so I mean. Well, I don't think that the. Uh, see, I don't, I don't, I disagree on that, uh, on that homosexual stuff. I think if you're gonna make the criteria men, females, and males, and that should be what it is. It should not be a person's self-identity. A person is obvious what they are. 
No, well, that's another issue, the self-identification. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> oh, I would love to talk to somebody who identifies uh, as a goat or a guy who identifies <laughs> as a female or a female who identifies as a guy. Do you know what's trending nowadays? They have they have teenagers. What? I'm not even talking about preteens. I'm talking about teenagers, people in their 20s, who because of the media, um, and and the media now is extolling the virtues of transgenderism, is that people start believing yeah. that, you know, when you're young, I can understand this morphism or whatever the name is for um, being feeling that you're captured in your you know a different body. But the thing is, when you're 21, 22, 23, and you're now thinking, oh, my gosh, oh, I should have been born a woman. Oh, that's because <laughs> you're being influenced by TV. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. What do you think about you these, know, these Atifa? What do y'all think about these Atifa showing up at these protests with masks on their face and everything? Oh, they're funded by Soros. Uh, I mean, and they're getting their, I mean, they're getting really, their ass kicked. I mean, it's the same. Well, it's the same as the Ku Klux 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 Klan showing up with sheets over their head. What's the regardless, difference? regardless if they men or female, they getting their butts whooped. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know what? They getting their butts whipped when sometimes the Ku Klux Klan get their butt whipped. I mean, it depends on what they believe in. Uh, honestly, my thought is, if you brave enough to show up, don't cover your face. Absolutely. Be who you are. Be who you are, period. Oh, you know, but, you have to rem- you, but, see, but in a politically correct world that we live in today, you know, there are repercussions for showing up on either side. We know this. And yeah. shouldn't they be right. fired from their job if they well, see, that's, uh, are revealed? Repercussions. Yeah, those are the repercussions. That's why a lot of them do wear the mask, because those are the repercussions. Because employees, employers are, are catch a whole lot of flat when these individuals are identified, and then you know to to, to stop the criticism or, or the protesting they may go through, they terminate the employee or the person. Yeah. It's an employee. Now is that the right thing yeah. to do? Now some um, say, well, you know, if you do that, that is a violation of my First Amendment right. Um, see, now, now you have a whole other constitutional battle ensuing. Let me give me a, a, an attorney. Huh? I thought that when you conceal your face in the public with a mask, what is that, Joe? Well, nowadays with PC, yeah, you can be an Israel follower. Yeah. And um, you're not hiding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hmm. But you know this whole thing is this is. But, but see, here's 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 another issue. If you're gonna hold standard for one group, you need to hold it for all the groups. See what I'm saying? Mm. So if you're gonna if you're gonna say say Ted and Tifa to take their mask off, then the Ku Klux Klan they can wear their robes, but take the hoods off. Let them see who you are. Mm. Let's make it fair mm. across the board. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. See, and, that and, way, and the same thing goes for the cops because the cops feel very brave when they're when their when their faces are covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's true too. So, 
But we shall see. We shall see. Yankee, I, 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 you know, before you get out of here, I got to ask you this question. I know you follow Kanye West going to see, Kanye West going to see the president. Uh, what your thought? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that uh, he was. If that's what he was wanted to do, and I wish I had a, had opportunity to, to go sit in front of Donald Trump because I would have made some points to him. Uh, entertainers got a right to do. Why are they calling him Uncle Tom? Because he's done that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. You know what, Joe? Mm-hmm. Blacks and you do too, Eric. Blacks say they built this country, what? right? I mean, we hear that. Blacks we hear that coming from country. certain groups. We hear that coming from certain okay. groups. All right. Okay. Well, I bet point? you a dime to a donut, they was called Uncle Tom's too. And Coons. Some of them. Some of them were. Yeah. They was some working to build this country. Especially especially the ones that worked in the big house. Build, that, that, to build the White that, House. The ones that built yeah. the White House and put uh, the Statue of Freedom on top of the White House, which is there yeah. too. There today. I guess they was called an Uncle Tom in a coon also. That's a bunch of bull crap. Some of them were. But that's all right. Some of them that's all right. But see, that, 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 that was a, a, a term that was used for those that kowtow or, or, or told everything to the master of what was going on from the slaves. Well, you know what I mean? Don't we? Don't oh, we? Better don't you? Off, should I say kiss butt? Well, well, Why did you complain? They count down to the slaves, and I mean to the slave master because they had to. Yeah, but well, wait a minute. Why yeah. do you complain about the blue wall of silence? Why do well, I, I do complain that. about the blue wall of silence? Why do people complain yeah. about the blue, blue wall, wall of silence then? Because eventually somebody has to realize that what is going on is wrong and need to tell and put it out there. That's just like in the military. You know, you see. You go over the war, you see somebody uh, go in and just fire up a village just because. Now, you got a choice. You're going to be quiet and, and remain a part of that, or you're going to tell somebody that this was wrong. Now, here's the question. There's a code of honor. You know, you're not supposed to tell what happens happens. But if you know it's wrong and, 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 so, and consciously you know it's wrong, don't you have a right to say something about it? And that's what a lot of people have with this blue wall of silence. Somebody knows what's going on. They know who these individuals are, but nobody wants to say anything. I.e., like that cop in Los Angeles, Donner, who went on the shooting spree. You know, after he complained about racism, remember him? Who went to Chicago? They ended up burning him up in, in the. Oh, yeah, I remember him. In L.A.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so where where, 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 where does your, your, your loyalty lie? Does it lie with the truth, or does it lie with your fellow. Brothers and sisters in, in, in blue, although you know there's a lot of them doing wrong over here. You have witnessed this yourself. So what God do you damn, do? you got white folks you burning know, the American flag. He must you know, be Mexican. I mean, so that that's that that's that's a dilemma that that a lot of a lot of these individuals face. Well, then now, that's as far yeah. as uh, as the, the citizen, the black citizen, that's all you're gonna see is you know you know this happening. But nobody's saying nothing. Now we we recognize, you know, it's, it's recognized that not every police officer is bad, crooked, wrong. 
But then that's where the question comes in. If this is the case and we are acknowledging this, so why aren't the good ones doing something about the bad ones? And then that's where you have that, that, that unspoken Well, then that's the same case you. about the black neighborhood. Why come the good ones ain't doing something about the bad ones? Well, good ones that's a good point. Guns. Well, in Chicago, there are some moms that's doing doing um, good and patrolling their neighborhoods now. And I agree with you. I've seen Actually, them. there are. I yeah, talk one are. out well, of it. Those out there. I tried to talk well, one out of it, and I think we were successful. Who's a baseball coach for the uh, RBI uh, baseball team, Chicago Cubs. His name is Ernie Ernie Ratcliffe. He wanted to run for a political position. I said, no, you are better served coaching them kids in baseball. Else they're getting scholarships. Mm-hmm. Leave that other okay. stuff alone. I mean, so so there, there are those out there that's doing good. That's you know, easy. what we need is more. Mm-hmm. What we need is more. Now, here's the question. You know, it, it comes down to uh, as, as a lot of people say, community policing, right? So mm-hmm. what is considered community policing? Are we going to have another uh, example as George Zimmerman and Trayvon Mountain, Martin type of community policing? Or are we going to go to positive and have like the mothers in Chicago and Indiana and a couple other places where this has taken over? You know, and I agree with you, Pianki. If more blacks got out there and took over our neighborhoods like we did back in the day, we wouldn't have these issues. You're right. There wouldn't be these issues. However, I think what has happened is we've become too accustomed to want to integrate, assimilate, you know, let technology take over. We have, you know, come up from the bottom and now we too, you know, too good to even know who our neighbors are. Not to mention that the same officers that patrol our neighborhood do not live in the neighborhood. I remember my girlfriend's dad, you know, back in the 70s, his mom lived right next door to our house. You know, so he used to come by all the time, Mr. Jones. Hey, Mr. Jones. You know, hey, Eric, how you doing? You know, we, we knew, he knew the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He knew everybody in the neighborhood. His partners knew the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a whole sense, a different feel than to have a stranger steady ride through. Now, don't get it wrong now. Now a lot of um, police departments are, you know, trying to make sure certain officers continue to um, patrol the same neighborhood and get out and, and meet the public or what have you. That's a good thing. But it's still not the same as the people in the community or the neighborhood getting out and, and getting to know each other, know your kids, know who's a, who belongs, who doesn't belong, and things of that nature. You know, instituting a curfew or what have you, that, that's all good and dandy, but that really is not going to solve the issue. It, it's really not. Until the parents uh, take, over the, uh, take back over the neighborhood. Because that's my opinion, you know. That's mm-hmm. anyway. Go ahead. Anybody want to add anything? Well, no. You, what you <laughs> made, the point you made is very good. Yeah. I think uh, all communities should should have should participate wholly in their communities to make sure that the school boards and whatever else that they can have access to in terms of um, in terms of politics should be governed 
by the local people themselves and have an, have an avid interest in that. The thing is, though, is that when it comes to cops, and when you're talking about the blue line, Eric, they weed out the good cops. The police academy, I'm not sure if they do it um, before graduation, but I know that when it comes to applying to the academy, they take the dumbest creatures on the planet. So when you're already in there and you're kind of, kind of, kind of stupid anyway, and you're there to try to, um, you don't have any other place to go and you want to be a cop because it's the last resort, or you like the idea that you can carry around a gun. The most of the people who are yeah, cops yeah. nowadays, white, black, and any other type of color, they're not doing the community a service. To be a cop is just, you know, an escape from doing something else. And yeah, when, you yeah. take, when you take a look at the history as presented by people, whistleblowers like, oh, the, guy, the guy's name is the, the one Al Pacino portrayed in the movie, the whistleblower for... Um, Serpico. Serpico, right. Mm. If you yeah, believe yeah, him, if you take a look at the, the rampart um, in L.A. and Louisiana, which has a, history, a hell of a history of corruption, you've got to realize mm. that most of the cops Especially when they uh, when they labeled their own internal affairs department as the Rat Squad, they should be proud to have a department like that to weed out the other uh, corrupt cops. But they're not, because most of the cops are corrupt themselves. That's my opinion. I think most cops, you, you can buy them all for twenty bucks. Well, you have to remember too. A lot of a lot of the officers. Um, a lot of them depends on what community they're in. Are ex-military too? You yeah, then they go into so. that. That's, yeah, that's their natural direction. But when I say mm-hmm. idiots, I mean idiots. Well, maybe not all cops, but let's put it like this: years ago, and not too long ago either, I was reading about how it happened. You know, in New York City, where they right. had a um, the guy who was a commissioner of police, and he wanted mm-hmm. to uh, he wanted to have more applicants. Um, applied to the police force. So he wanted to lower mm-hmm. the scores. So he went to the, the person that was a female who was in charge of human resources, and he says to her, could you lower the scores? Could you make it easier, in other words, to make it uh, make the test easier so that it would be easier for people to, uh, to pass them? She said, mm-hmm. if I make this test any easier, you will have more rise. Imbecile, I think she said, on the police force. In any case, she wow. still commanded her to do it. She quit. She then sued. Uh. And as a result of suing, it all came out in court. What happened? And I think the average cop uh, in New York City, I think, has like an IQ of 108. Okay? Mm. That means you can, you, can, mm. you can turn on the light switch without falling down. What? Who's the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, who's the what, Joe? I mean, um, I wonder what the average IQ is of some voters nowadays. Huh, about the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that high. <laughs> well, maybe not. Because we've been brainwashed to have our. We don't use our brains. I, and, the, the human, and the human species isn't bright anyway. If you take a look at. 
the history of the um, the evolution of our intelligence. We're we're not that bright. We uh, just think we are. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been dumbed down. <laughs> Maybe in the beginning we were, but yeah, we've been dumbed down. Mm. Now, I agree with you. I agree with you, 100%. <laughs> I mean, we do not teach logic or critical thinking in high school, right? You can take it maybe as an elective in college, but by that time, our brains are about 90% formed. So we're not exactly the you know, the brightest bulbs of the um, of the universe. If we were taught logic and critical thinking, do you think we would actually accept for one minute the bull that these politicians sling at us? Mm. Jesus. We would yep. just say, that doesn't make sense, uh, Mr. Wannabe candidate. Can you explain that? And then they try to explain it, and you go, well, you know, according to simple rules of logic, what you said versus what you want to do versus what your party has done is completely contradictory on all fronts. Right. Exactly. You know, and but no, what do we do? We take we vote on a person based upon their smile, the head of hair, how tall he or she is, and what they say on the on the campaign trail. Instead of, instead of you were saying That's before, it. Eric, look up the bloody voting record. Look up do the research on the individual. Mhm. Yeah. Well, you know, and Joe, you know why, right? Because. I have to be a Republican, you have to be a Democrat, and that's the only people we can really follow. You know, yeah. God help you if you vote for the other party. Oh, Lord, you know, you know. have uh, fights going on in families and what have you. Yeah. You know, that's why I say, how about we just eliminate those terms altogether and just, you know, <laughs> you know just eliminate the terms altogether. Yeah. We should no Democrat, no more. Republican, should, no nothing. Right. We you shouldn't know, take a look at a person face. They don't vote lockstep with one another anyway. You know, you, right. can, you can you can be on the Republican ticket, but then you're not going to vote according to what McConnell wants you to vote all the time. And if you're a Democrat, you're not going to vote the same way that Pelosi wants you to vote all the time. They don't vote in lockstep. So this thing about Democratic Party, Republican Party, and people thinking that it's because a person has an R or a D by their name that they're going to vote that way. That's not the case. We should take a look at them individually and say, nah, no, 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 no. This person just does not have any integrity, regardless of whether they're a libertarian, Democrat, or Republican. Yes, well, I say right. one thing about this president. He sure in the hell do what he said he was going to do. Woo! Does he ever? That is one thing I can say about the man. And, you know, it makes a difference, too. You know, people say, talk about, and, and Donald Trump, uh, Barack Obama is no Donald Trump. It's no way in the world that a black man, like, coming from the background of a Barack Obama, could match a Donald Trump. It just ain't going to happen. It's, and for whatever the reason, the reality is what it is. Okay. All right. I need you to clarify that. What do you mean by that? Well, he hadn't had that type of experience. He hadn't had... The ability to use that type of leverage. You know, Donald Trump has the, you know, Claude Anderson tell you that businesses control politics. 
Well, if you have never been in the position where you can control politics, then how are you going to know how to handle the controls that you're supposed to have when you never have experienced that? And not saying that it's uh, he, not saying it in a disparaging uh, fashion, but it's just the truth. He has never been in that position. Very few black Americans have been in that position. You have a few, maybe Jer- uh, Vernon Jordan, who sat on the board of many corporations, but to be able to wield that type of influence around the world with heads and so on and so on, he hadn't been done, he hadn't been in that position. Joe, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I disagree with you, Bianca. Uh, okay. Um, Obama, okay. I, I would have thought, would have, should have done better than than any other president before him because he would have been the first black man in there. Um, he had the the power of the people behind him. He had he was in the Senate for two years, even though he, he didn't really show up that often. He was a confirmed senator. He was chosen back in 19, or 2004 when he was given the opportunity to make the, uh, the keynote address at the Democratic Party. Uh, right. Convention. convention. Yeah. Right. And, but he didn't do anything because that was not his agenda. And I've always, the reason why I admire Trump is because he was a guy with, with no leverage at all. He had either, the both parties hated him because they knew if he got in, he's like a bull in a china shop. He would go after them. He had no leverage against him because he didn't have anything. Um, they, they didn't play the, he didn't play the game with them. When you scratch my back, I scratch your back. So they didn't owe him favors. And don't forget, at the very beginning, up until now, the Republican Party, they were against him just as much as the Democrats. But now because he That's got right. his stuff done, because he, he opposed the opposition, don't forget, the deep state, that's deeply Republican as well. It's amazing mm-hmm. how this man has got anything done, but he knows how to negotiate. He grabs leverage wherever he can. Can you imagine how much good he would have done if he actually was a good politician stepping into the Oval Office? <laughs> He would have had point. Oh, he would have had he would have had twice as much done now in his two years. Um, so that's why I disagree with you, Bianchi. I don't I didn't think he had any of the political leverage. But the man is a master negotiator. He knows whew. I don't think he was in the I don't he's think a, he was in the he, negotiator. What do you negotiate? Well he's, when he's, he's, a, he's leverage, a master he's a yeah, he's a master he's a master at using leverage. That's what he's a master at. He he knows how to use leverage and he knows how to use the media to get the, the, to get what he wants. And that's what he's doing. Think well, about his his political mm-hmm. his political campaign. You know he he was he used the media like like a charm. They didn't even realize it. And he's still but, doing it even now to the midterms. He's still doing it. But whatever he's doing, oh, yeah. he knows how to do it. Oh yeah, and he's doing. Oh yeah, well, no doubt about that. So the leverage he uses, as Eric was saying, I don't, but I don't. It, 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 there was a backlash against the media. The media keeps thinking the more they insult him, that eventually they're going to get through to people and the people are going to vote against him. But they don't realize that the, the more they criticize Trump with his doing everything that he said he was going to do, except for the wall, and that's coming, that ignites the base. 
If you insult somebody who's doing what the people want him to do, all you're doing is making um, the the base even stronger. And, and the key yeah, thing exactly. there, and the key thing there is what the people want. I'm in the I was in the Midwest. I cannot tell you of experiencing with illegals what the people in the Southwest and those that live adjacent, close to, or in vicinity of the southern border. They say they want a wall. It's just like a person in their home. Some people need to protect well, their house with a shotgun, a thirty-eight, or AR-15, or even a baseball bat. They don't want a wall. Well, no, that's not true. There are people there. There are people there on the southern border and Florida that say they want a wall. And you know what? Based on yes, Florida too. Based on the United States Constitution. That's what the people in Florida say. They want more. They want more immigration con- well, uh, control. Where are they going to put one at? Hey, if they don't stop them, then well, you got a point there. Well, don't stop them, then, eh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well uh, they'll do it against the Cubans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, trust me, he tried. Hold on, let me pray. All right, the well. Probably, oh Lord. Hello, babe. How are oh, you? Oh my God. Hello, Mr. Talk. Oh, you a piece of You would have one. You can have a piece one if you want to. Nothing stopping you. Can mm. I get my spin on Trump? Hello, man. <laughs> I mean, I look at all of it, all this love that Piss Hunky got and Joe got for Trump. What mm. has he done? Really, what you have you seen him done? The uh, uh, can somebody tell me? Oh man. Besides him and his business part, besides him and his business partners that that mm. that would not have to be, do business with Obama. That's all you're seeing. Mm. Because the deficit is going up and up and up. People not having full-time jobs. They got part-time jobs. 24 hours is what they get now. And then, and all this stuff that we see, he's just trying to bully people because the other countries don't really care. And everybody that was on the administration, half of them quitting. So what's, what's good about it? Just a great businessman. Claude Ellison fired bankruptcy, too. So what mm-hmm. does that got to do with anything? <laughs> well, Eric, didn't you it's make mention me. earlier? Did you make mention earlier what finished. he's done, Eric? Nothing. Eric, what was and it you was what? talking about? The fifty some odd thousand dollars health, year job. And can I finish? And the affordable health care thing oh. is working. Yeah, the you got insurance. Uh huh. And you got insurance. People are calling your phone twenty four. The affordable health care thing is working. And you got because it didn't work the way you thought it was gonna work mm-hmm. when they were trying those that was not in the plan. So now they wanna mm-hmm. ring your phone off the hook, bugging you about some insurance. When they were trying to keep you the last year from getting the insurance, and you couldn't get nobody, and now they just ring your phone off the hook, robocalling, every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying the deficit is going up. That's what they were complaining about when Obama left. The deficit is going up and all these different things. Is it moving or is it going down? And all, and all these people keep on talking about a wall. What is a wall going to do for you? When they, when they want, and eventually, you ain't going to be able to cross over the wall to go to another country to visit because they don't want to see you coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not indoctrinated okay. with this. He's doing a great job because he was a businessman. All uh, businessmen fail just like everybody else. Thank mm-hmm. Ruxy. Mm-hmm. So I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me what he's done. Everything you well, said he's going to do. If he's done, he's destroyed his country. The interest rates is up, up, up. Gas is going up. So what is it that's happening? With your everyday life. 
I know one thing he's done. I can name one thing he's done. Mm-hmm. Cause of disturbance between these men and women. Mm-hmm. Huh? Hey, Joe, where you are? Where, where are you men and women? Where you are, Joe? What is gas selling for? It's selling for about two twenty nine a gallon here. Oh, I think it's about two ninety something like that. And you know, uh, being that that so the regulations. Being that the regulations have been taken off of shale, mm-hmm. uh, the production of shale, of shale, shale. Uh, oil, mm-hmm. and also natural gas, the uh, United States have became a net exporter of oil. And also in January, it called Saudi Arabia, maybe it was uh, December, it called Saudi Arabia, and they admitted to go back. That, well, they, they pulled back off well. of the excess production which was trying to put shell shell all American businesses out of business. That was very good. And then we have a problem with China and they export and import the rising prices rising. Walmart prices are rising, so what is what's coming out? Everybody keep on name all this stuff and all these prices are rising, rising your paycheck not <laughs> and people being what laid off stores still closing. What I'm waiting to tell somebody tell me what he was gonna do. What was that wage in that Indiana steel mill, Eric? Wasn't that thirty dollars and ten cents an hour? I think you said. Everybody don't work in no steel mill. Nobody's trying to work in no steel mill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The average everyday person. No. Yeah. Walmart closing, steel closing, yeah. and all these stores closing. And he did what he said he was gonna do. Bankrupt like he did himself. Yeah. And, and I have and another by question way, uh, Amazon, your show. Amazon is also I, going into delivery business. I have this a question, Mr. Talk. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is your show. Uh, the, the, huh? What, what Since page? this is your show, uh, that mess we were looking at yesterday with Kanye West and the president. Uh-huh. Now, yes. he tell you he's on medication. Was... Uh-huh. He's telling you Go he's ahead. on medication. So them same people that O.J. OJ was fooling around with is them same people he fooling around with. Isn't that ironic? Them Kardashians. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we so focusing on he yeah. said it's a great thing and 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 talking about an airplane and he need I mean he needs to be on his medication. Maybe he could have had a conversation if he was on his medication. Cause something wrong. Well, you know, and I was going to talk about this today, but we got to talk about something else. Um, mm-hmm. A distraction. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, it's just a conversation <laughs> today, so it wasn't no set. Um, mm-hmm. What you call it? Agenda. Oh, but okay. you know. Um, as always, you know, the media, they're only going to play certain snippets from the whole conversation. Um, and, of course, I went back and I looked at the whole thing. It's amazing that nobody mentioned that Jim Brown was sitting next to him. Saying nothing. Nobody mentioned it. Well, he well, said a couple of things, but he mm-hmm. mumbled long. He just mumbled more than anything. You, know, you really couldn't mm-hmm. understand what the heck he was saying. Um, he said, but, but I found that interesting. But you know what, though, I think, I think when it comes to Kanye, um, he has some good ideas. Trust me, I sit and I, I listen to every word, and I try to what were they? Everything he says, he has some great ideas. It's just the way he's presented is presented, and right now, I think people are looking at the fact that he's wearing that Make America Great Again hat. And he's saying he loved 45, and, and, you know, in black America, that that's a no-no, man. That's an automatic turn-off. Once you do that, I'm not paying you no dang attention. But, um, but the one that was, 
What's that? What know, is his ideas? What, that he, what had? he said what, was oh, great. Oh, he had some great ideas. Did I miss um, him? What were they? Yeah, I guess you did. I heard him talking about know, an airplane. Man, he changed the F one. No, well, see, you see, you missed that. See, okay, well, and, and he's, that's he what said we got. one right now. Is I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it to you. I'm gonna read it right okay, now. Listen. He said blacks get caught up in the idea of racism instead of the idea of industry. That's a true point. That is true. Even Absolutely. Not necessarily because it, black, yeah, it is true, man. That's a true statement. How? What would you want me to tell what, what, you, uh, Eric? Huh? What, what would you want me to, to say, testify? He's trying to finish uh, up. If black people don't have land, they settle for brands. They want Polo and Obama again. See? And that's the first thing we we, we, we sell out. We don't want, we don't know how to go and, and, and get what we want. You know, we 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 rather be wearing Jordans. We spend a whole lot of money on Jordans. You know what I mean? Oh, we were, let's bring Obama back again. Well, I said on the show, Obama wasn't that great of a president to me. He was just like the rest of them. He had his good points right. and he had his bad points. Thank you, so do Trump. You see what I'm saying? But, 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 but I'm right saying, what if we we get so caught up? Wait a minute, Mays. We get so caught okay, up listen. and so emotional, caught up and, and emotional about because we're quote unquote such strong, proud people. Sometimes we overlook the, the the simple things that's right there in our face, or, or what we should be striving for, not not for what we done had, but what we should be striving for. Um, what else did he say that made a whole lot of sense? Well, he didn't make no sense to me. On the deal with the choice was a whole saying. lot of sense you me, too. You want me to tell you if he well, was there, Mister Talk? Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. He said this was liberals were trying to control blacks through racism because blacks are very proud people. Okay. Now you are true. absolutely right, Eric. You are absolutely that right. That's what I'm saying. Mr. Talk, neither one of them, because when you hear them, it's like, I used to be a Democrat, but now I'm a Republican. So how could that be anything that anybody wanted to hear? Well, you know what Man. it is, Eric, is that they are issue-crats. Like that's I had what, a politician tell me last that Sunday. That ain't convinced me on that he's me, saying nothing. She called me an issue-crat. Look, Eric, i see you, you later are. on, man. Check out <laughs> Perry Steele's show. They have him on here every time somebody show. Mr. Talk, as I said. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, but, man, yeah, that, that is a true what? point. That, that, no, that not point, to you. Though. To you. To me? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Because when you hear to me, it's like when it's a, it's, a, it's a black people vote 95% Democrat. Caucasian vote yeah. 4% Republican. Okay. Joe, what percentage do y'all vote Republican? And your point is, Maze. It's like they always want to point at what black people do, but then they don't point at what they do. But it's like they both sides doing the same thing. Because when you hear one say, I used to be a Democrat. I, you don't hear them say, I used to be a Republican and I switched over. You hear more of them saying they used to be a Democrat. Well, I'm not a because they're still the same people. Because you look at the Congress. Have it changed? You got 80-year-olds still up there with the same, trying to create the same bills that they did when their father was alive. So what's the difference? They used to be Democrats, not a Republican. And they used to be Republican, not a Democrat. 80 years old, you should have been going home a long time ago. But you're still trying to keep up with the same 
bills the same thing and keep the neighborhoods the same and the people the same. But every black person is not in that box and not unhappy. So if Kanye would have got there and said, if he would have got my attention, he would have got there and said, stop spending your money with other people. Stop taking care of other people with your money and start taking care of our people with our money. That would be a whole different story. But that's not what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said when he was talking about the brand and industry. Mm-hmm. That's what he, he in the industry. He He's there. What? He's in the yes, industry. Yes, he is. Really? Yes, he is in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was talking about that, him and Adidas, how he's trying to bring um, um, bring companies to Chicago, Adidas to Chicago, but, but, and other industries yeah, trying, to Chicago. But See, you don't own Adidas. Stop, 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 mate. Stop, mate. Stop. Stop, mate. I'm stopping. Stop. I'm listening. Okay, stop. We'll see. This is the issue. Yes, we know Kanye is is a little left of of, of center mass. We know this. But see, this is the issue. And, and this, no, no, no. Listen, and see, this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to listen. Stop trying to find the fault and just listen for the truth. You'd be surprised how easy it is to pop out to you if you just listen. See. A lot of people, they don't like Kanye because, yeah, he's crazy. He lost his mind. He made his I didn't say I didn't like Kanye. Mace, can I finish? <laughs> yes. All right, the man is actually bringing up some good points. He's bringing up some good points. But nobody wants to hear that because the only thing you, people hear is when he messes up Kardashians, he's on medication, and blah, 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 blah. And the only thing they see is what the media show them as snippets from you know, him hugging Trump, I love this man, so forth and so on. But how many people actually sat down and watched the whole video and paid attention to what he was saying in context? Not many. I but did. I will put it on the website. I will put it on the website so I, everybody can watch it. I did, Mr. Talk, so can okay. I explain? He's going to bring Adidas in, not a company that belonged to him. He brings somebody else company so he can make money and, and people can make money. So you could have went, he could have went and got Nike and did the same thing. That's what I'm saying. He's not bringing Kanye's brand. He's bringing somebody else's brand. So I'm not lost. I'm thinking and looking. Okay. And not indoctrinated. Right, right, That's what I'm trying to tell right, you. So he right, ain't convinced me. All right, Maze. He didn't convince me. Okay, Maze. Okay, Maze. Okay, my okay. opinion. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, then your opinion. You know, yes, and your, yeah, your opinion. Everybody's opinion is like, different. Like, like Obama. Like Obama. Obama. Yeah, your opinion. Hold on, let me bring this other call in real quick. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hey, my buddy. How can you forget oh, me? Lord. How... I am. This is Mike from Singapore, on, my... my friend. Yes, my yes sir. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I want to say that, uh, you know, um, this Kanye thing is just uh, fake news. And mm-hmm. then, you know, President Donald Trump mm-hmm. with hip-hip-hop, superstar, and fashion mogul Kanye West at the on Thursday, and I spoke to the media, to Oval Affies. Trump praised him and said, thank you very much for coming here, and etc. No, I mean, I want just to be honest with you. This president is unfit to command. This president has uh, bipolar disease. This uh, president is a totally redneck fascist. Mm-hmm. And this, this president is, doesn't give a damn 
to the people of Florida right now that are underwater and uh, also North Carolina, South Carolina from uh, Hurricane Flores and then Hurricane four, Category 4 uh, Michael and also Texas, it happened three, four, five months ago, Texas. We have so much more homeless people in America right now. And how can you be saying America is great? Can't you see? Who are those people lost their property? Only 25% has a flood insurance or similar to that. But the rest did not have anything. They were not, I mean, look at steel. Florida, I mean, uh, uh, that place that it hit with the, uh, that four years ago, you remember there was a hurricane, uh, 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 hurricane hit and uh, they took the people into the uh, stadium at that time. So uh, still, you look at uh, the Florida, the housing, housing, that people left because they cannot fix it and now they're homeless, etc. But then in Africa, Africa, United States pays millions of dollars to South Africa to build brand new apartments for low-income African uh, in South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, so they can go there and live in peace and prosperity. So how come we don't care of our people and that's how you want to make an American great? That's bullshit lies. Go ahead, please. And you heard it from a non-American. Thank you for expressing that and your opinion. But everybody don't get it. They think he's doing a great job. Well, well, <laughs> if you guys don't, don't get it, it's your problem. Well, I get well, it. Look, look, look. Maze, Maze, not really. What? You know that you know that's <laughs> forty five is not the only president that this has been a problem under. Okay, so now let's not just make it about him on the, in that. No, that's not what I'm saying. When you hear people say he's doing a what great job, saying? he's doing everything. He said he, he's bullying. That's what he's what doing, saying? and he's to not doing of, anything. To some of them, look, look. To some of them, he is doing a great job. Just like to, to the ones that just like him. Obama did a, no, listen, listen, Mays. To okay. just like to a lot of blacks, Obama did a great job. But to others, Obama did a sucky job. To like a many, to many other people, Trump is doing a, a sucky job. Yeah, I mean, that's just a part tax, of being in America. Interaction. No, it's so not. They, co- you know, corporations. You know, and, and honestly, honestly, you know, you, you have to look, you know, and we'll go back to what I said earlier. Sometimes you have to put your biases aside and just look at the acts. Now, I'm not a big fan of 45, but I even I have to admit, some of the things he has done has been okay. Some of them have. Now, some of them have sucked. Some of them have sucked. I said, like what? You know, what? Like what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you mean, like what? What has he done? Some of the things he's done. Yes. Well, he hasn't. Let me me think of one. He hasn't done damn thing. Go ahead, Mike. He hasn't done done damn thing. I mean, he brought 15% oh. taxes down for corporation and for himself, so he gets well, benefits. And remember, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, remember, he said that the $500,000 salary he's getting from the White House, he's going to give it to the poor and make the people uh, housing, etc. But he, he has, didn't do it. Actually, he, he didn't do it. Yes, he has. 
No, has. don't tell me. Just, no, just, no. I read an article Choice the other day. He just donated it. Choice, he just Choice donated it. some no, money. No. Where is the source of the I, I'll find it in short to you, Mike. I'll find it in short to you. Okay. Okay? No, it's Trump. It's a piece of crap. You know that. No, it's not a piece of crap. Now, you know, this thing with the United Nations and all the mother folks, I agree with that. You know, because they have been getting over for a while, for a long time. I agree. Now, if he really want to impress me, he need to put his foot in, in Israel's behind. Now, that would really impress me. Now, I doubt that's going to happen, but... He would impress the world if he did it, but he ain't going to do it. You know, now, that been a you know, as far as the bad things, you know, he, he's just... He, he, and sometimes he's just... I, I think, honestly, I think the man has dementia. I think sometimes he just forgets. Uh, what what the heck right you gonna be doing? They have to reel him in. I really do. But I, right. I mean, there are some right. things that I do believe he's done well, and some things he hasn't. Just like Obama, I think Obama did some things good, you know. Then some things well, I, I think, just totally disagree with him on. I but, think Obama you know, did the best. Opinion, and the, oh, what? Okay. Well, my opinion, I think Obama the best. I think he did the best he could with what they would let him have. Because every businessman that would not do business with him, okay. all of a sudden back and doing well, business. Well, business is a well, corporation see, see, of, uh, and, and, and of see, people. You know, look, 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 let's look at it like this. Okay, let's give Obama credit. He got the economy back up and running. Let's give him credit for that. Okay? Really? And part of the, the, the success of the economy today is due to what Obama did back then to get it up and running. Okay? Now, did he go after the banks like he should have? No, he didn't. So when Trump comes in, he he releases he he eases the regulations against the banks. So now the banks are back where they were pre-Obama, pretty much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't not upset about you that. You know what I'm saying? So, am I upset about that? Mm-hmm. No, because I don't deal with banks like that. So no, it don't bother me. You I don't deal with banks like that. Banks and credit unions all. Banks and credit unions all. I mean, too. Yes. They don't have no regulations anymore. What's that? Can I say something to the No, I don't think that's true. They don't. You know? What's that, Mace? No. I mean, what's that, Joe? He removed the regulations that they had for the banks. That's why the country was in the mess it was in the beginning before Obama got there. So no. now if you remove the regulations, it's going to go back to what it was in the beginning. Isn't it? Okay. Well, before Obama got there, the banks were in pretty bad shape. And when Obama People got were there, losing their houses and everything else. No, mm, and when he no, let no, people no, have no. houses and they four hundred one k was okay. okay and everything else, not to stop well, marketing down. You know, okay. look, look, the banks were doing some shady stuff anyway. They they were lending yeah, money. Yeah. They know that, that the people couldn't afford any okay. to take the loans back anyway. You okay. know, that, that's just since he has come, do. since he has come, since he has come to the power, we have had just this year over. $60 trillion damages to our country through the uh, uh, hurricanes, through the earthquakes, through, uh, you know, natural disaster that is due for oh, the climate. It's because of oh, climate, climate yeah, change. And, and he doesn't Mike, go there Mike, and say, Mike, he says climate Mike, change is a lie. No, Mike, he's a lie himself. Mike, 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 how did he cause any of that? That's what causes. He didn't cause nothing. Uh-huh. Nature causes, which is a good thing. To see, to see when things are not going right. You see disasters yeah, they like do this. that to to sidetrack us. Yes, and plus also <laughs> we are right now. Billions of Americans are are homeless. Where what happened to them? We don't know. They put them in the buses. They say, oh, we take them to here. But where they take them to the FEMA camps? 
And we'd never hear anything from them. Yeah, Come on. It's, it's, then you got certain immigrants can come here and certain ones can't. Then you people people can't, can't leave. All of this stuff and stuff. Like, who's happy with it? Oh, boy. Besides Joe. Yeah, besides Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like I say, people want to travel. And they can't travel because of this mess we in. We can't even go to other countries and enjoy ourselves like we used to. Um, he didn't do any of that. It's better that Joe ain't going to be able to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go see the movie 22 July in Netflix. Say, Netflix say when, uh, 22 uh, July. And then uh, another one is T, a space error. T, error. Terror. But but mm-hmm. not like a terror. T, a space error. Please see this two movie Netflix, 22 July, and you will be blow up what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just please wake up. Oh, okay. Wake up. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to have to find out. All right, y'all. But I need to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Y'all know it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I do. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to let y'all get some last words in. So, go ahead, Mike. Get last words real fast. Last in first. Time. Okay, my friend. Um, I strongly believe October surprises is is on the date 19 and 23rd. If nothing happened, there would be on the eve of election, November 5th, they will cancel the elections and uh, delay election and cancel election. And martial law will be called for the country. And uh, for indi- until indefinite period, the, we have a king. Uh, J- Donald J. Trump in power. All right. I have to pay attention to that one. I'm writing all that down. So I'll let you know. I'm sure you'll call us back and let us know what happens if I will hear it for you from me. All right, Mike. Thanks for calling in, sir. You have a great weekend. All right, Mays. Give me what you got. Yes, when you tell me something is great and I don't see it. And other people can't see it. Uh, what's the bad thing? And this and this. And somebody supposed to be building a wall. I'm wondering why do you need a wall? Is it all God's children got a road? And if the wall is not it, and you want a wall, but then you can't even find your nothing to eat or a place to sleep, but you want to build a wall, really? Let's make America great again, and we'll stop seeing all these storms and all of these disasters. Because if you don't make it regular again, you won't be here for nobody. You're looking at Florida. You look at Carolina, and it's not going to stop until we see some changes. And them old parts up there in Congress, same thing going to change as long as they're there. But the same thing that their grandfathers did. Have a good Friday. All right. Thank you, Mays. And you have a good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday in Wonder World. And we see you back here next week. All right, Joe. Oh boy, I didn't I didn't know Mays was a climate uh, climate changer. Uh, so now we got Mike, we got Mays blaming earthquakes, volcanoes, other natural disasters on the arrival of Donald J. Trump. Plus, we're gonna have martial law come November. Okay. And everybody have a a, a good weekend.
Peace out. Take care, people. See you in November. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. What a great show, man. I want to thank Joe Pianki, Mays, Mike, uh, 2847, uh, people in the chat room, everybody else out there that I didn't get to acknowledge. Thank you for listening to the show today. It has been a great conversation, and that's what I wanted to have, just a conversation. You know, nothing particular, just let's talk about some things. And that's what we need. You know, the only problem is sometimes we don't listen during the conversation, but that's something we all all have to work on. We all are guilty of it because we have our preconceived notions of what should be, what shouldn't be, how it should be, so forth and so on. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's part of it makes you who you are or makes us who we are. That's cool. That's cool. But sometimes we just need to sit back and, and, and get past our biases or our, our, our predetermined notions and really take a look at the issues at hand or what's really going on and see if we can see something different, you know, something that's really going to wake you up and say, oh, my goodness, how did I miss that? And once we start doing that, and stop allowing ourselves to be labeled and put in a shoebox, no matter what side you're on, we will be in a better place. That's for sure. All right. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back here Monday with author Rhonda uh, Baker-Stansberry. She wrote a book about her father, a very interesting book about running numbers in Florida. So, yeah, please hang, come in and check us out, man. It's going to be a great show. Uh, and uh, hopefully we get P. Ross back. You know, they have power on down in Florida where she is, hopefully, and, uh, you know, we get her back on the air as well. But until Friday, man, thank y'all once again. It's been fun. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing is learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is just gravy. All right, y'all, until Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, taking you out of here with the OJs and living for the weekend. See ya! Definitely don't want to be ya. Let me just sit down and relax a minute. Let me tell you about it. Where I might end up You might see me On the east side ha, The west side I'm even going across the bridge though. Cause I, cause I, cause I Hear that really get down over there well, well, to myself well, well, Doing well, 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 On a party
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.